Welcome to Stuck In My Mind Podcast, the show where we dive into the mind of a regular guy on his road to self-discovery. You'll hear everyday people just like you share the latest topics, personal stories, and things they've learned along the way. And now, please welcome your host, Wise. And welcome to another episode. I am your host, W-I-Z-E, and I have a very special guest. He's a father, an author, a speaker, an actor. He has many titles. Welcome to the show, Ben Winter. Hey, Ben. Yeah, thanks for having me. Pleasure's all mine, man. (laughs) So how's your day going, man? You know, I no complaints here. I woke up way earlier than I wanted to, but I'm awake, I'm alive, I'm happy. All is well. <laughs> That's always a great thing. Yes, it is. Yes. So, Ben, you're an author. What? Uh, you have a book that just came out? Yeah, it's uh, called What to Expect When Having Expectations. All right, tell us a little something about the book. <laughs> Hope my internet's not freaking out on me. I hear you. Can you hear me? I can. You, you cut out for two seconds, but okay. I'll, I'll, I'll just say it. I'll just tell a little something about the book. Yeah. So, uh, books really just kind of about where our expectations come from, why we have them, and more importantly, the moment in times when we get upset are those moments when we find out sometimes that we had an expectation to begin with, and. Kind of being able to take those moments in time of being upset and doing something with it is, is kind of the most important piece of the book. So, Because uh, if we're upset less often, then we can be happy more often. Who doesn't want more happiness in life? Well, yeah, I definitely do. <laughs> but it, it's, it, like, it, it is, um, of course, everyone, everyone's not always going to be happy. You're always going to. But for the most part, if you can try to maintain some, some sort of happiness, just, of course, Things aren't going to go your way every day, but get it, it, tomorrow's a new day. You heard? I broke up again. Yep, but I switched my Wi-Fi network, so it should be much better now. It might be at my end. I don't know. It was you or me. Right around this time of day, my internet freaks out. I don't know why. <laughs> uh, it's everybody, man. There's, there's still a lot of people home. There's still a lot of people not going back to work, so the internet is just... Because, yeah, we have our problems over here as well. Yeah. All right. I think I, I think we're better now. Got a better signal. <laughs> <laughs> but like, yeah, um, have more happiness in life. Oh, you know, I had I had a guest on. I had a guest on. Um, her her thing is eighty eighty eight percent happiness. She said that's good. That's a good good number to be at. Eighty eight percent happy. And because like she I like said, that she, number. Huh. I said I like that number. Sounds well, like it, number. it was um, it's it's it has something to do with um, the number eight in Chinese. It's a very positive number. So it's something I don't know. I forgot what it was, but um, yeah, I, I like I like that concept. Eighty eight percent happiness. Cause you're not always gonna be happy. Just sometimes you're gonna wake up, stub your toe, <laughs> and <laughs> and there goes the beginning of your day. But 
yeah. it's how you deal with it, man. I've come, I've come to realize that within the last few years that it, it's, yes, it is. It's, we get upset a lot on what we expect from other people. And I know that's something that you have, you, you, you talk about a lot. Yeah. It's so, you know, I, the whole premise here is that the only reason anybody gets upset is because an expectation hasn't been met. So sometimes that's our own expectation of ourselves. Um, you know, who expects to wake up in the morning and stub their toe? You know, nobody wants to do that. So, you know, that'll start the day off wrong if, if your expectation was just, you know, walk to the bathroom without stubbing your toe. But yeah, there's plenty of times in life where we have expectations of other people. And, you know, the biggest issue there is, you know, how often do we communicate our expectations with other people? Because if they are not meeting our expectation, but we never shared our expectation, how can they, how can they do it? They can't. Unless they just happen to magically do it without you thinking, but then it wouldn't be obvious that they're not meeting your expectations. And so, I mean, hey, if we can communicate our expectations with other people, get them to buy into that expectation, then if if it goes unmet, then you know we can have a different conversation with them and say, "Look, we talked about this. You agreed to it. You're not following through on your ends. Let's let's talk." So that's the big piece around expectations and others. And we have to share them. We have to communicate. We have to talk to each other. And yeah, going back to it, we're not going to be happy 100% of the time because then we would never understand what happiness is. You you do have to have the bad to see the good. However, if 88% of the time we can be happy, wouldn't everybody have a better life? I think there'd be a lot less uh, conflict out in the world. (laughs) No, 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 that's right. It's. It, 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 if people were to change the way that they look at things and and stop trying to what put their beliefs on people or whatever they feel is right on people, just let people live their lives, do it, and no judging. This this there should be no judgment. Whoever, however you want to be, whatever your opinions are, that's it. That's live live your life. And I. I hold. I I agree with you. Like, let people live their lives. Tempting to force things onto people, whether it's an idea or a law. I mean, some of them make sense. Like, we don't need people going around pretending like it's the purge and killing everybody. But at the same time, like, just you know, if people want to live where they want to live, they want to love who they want to love. It's like, let them do it. You know, what's the what, what's the harm? It, it's not like, hey, yeah. <laughs> but that's my expectation of people being good or good with each other. <laughs> it, it, it's not. So, it's just, you know, I, I, we all have expectations. <laughs> yeah, but I've I've gone, I've come to to realize that li- I set expectations for myself, not for anyone else, and 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 that that pushes me to 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 do the things that I wanted to get accomplished and done. So I had been wanting to do this podcast for a long time and I was just scared and I made excuses, didn't do any didn't do it and it took me just pressing the record button and, and just facing my fear and doing it. And now that I I I I've like I've loved this now. This is what I want to do all the time. I have expectations for myself. That's me improving 
and doing things for me to improve. Like I see that you did improv. What made you want to go into doing improv? So I, I went to several shows when I was younger. So I live in Denver, Colorado. We had a, a couple places that did improv shows on a regular basis. And I went in and I watched the show and I was just amazed at what they were doing on stage. I was like, how are, how are they doing this? Like, they don't have a script. What's happening here? And at the end of the show, they were like, hey, we have classes. Come learn how to do improv. And for the longest time, I'm not funny enough, smart enough, or fast enough. Like, whatever you guys are doing up there, there's no way I could do that. You know, all the reasons why not. All the fears, like you were talking. And it wasn't until years later that uh, I was dating somebody. They went and took a class and I went with them because it was kind of like, well, I've got that support behind me, somebody right there. then I really have no excuse not to go to this class. I'm like, I think part of it too was like, oh, you're going to go take a class? Well, I, I can definitely take a class, right? Um, <laughs> sometimes we do that. And I went to the class and I just, I absolutely fell in love because it was, it was so much easier than I had made up in my mind that it would be. And I've I've never felt more at home, more alive, more myself than when I when I'm doing improv. And yeah, I just I fell in love with it. Just right then and there. So you know, like you had all this fear around doing a podcast and now you're like, I love this. How often do people out there just sit there in their fears and all they have to do is try it and realize that it's the best thing. Uh, no, it, it, for me, also, recently, like, probably about a month, probably a couple of months ago, a friend of mine, he's he's an actor, and he has this acting group, and him and one of my other co-workers were talking about it, and they're like, yeah, he says, yeah, I'm down to to, to read with your acting group. I said, um, I said, what y'all gonna do? He says, yeah, yeah, we're, we're getting some people to get, uh, to read and to read this this play, I was like, I'm in, and I and I'm not an actor. I don't. I have. N- I've never done an acting group, read for, for an acting group or anything. But I wanted to step out of my comfort zone and try something different and try something new. And I went, and I and I did pretty well. I I, I was I surprised myself actually. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. But yeah, it was a cool experience. What we're capable of when we just try. Yeah, it was it was a really yeah. cool experience. I, I I was like, yeah, anytime y'all want to do this, I'm I'm down again. <laughs> <laughs> I I have a funny story about reading. Um, so one of the people that I do improv with, she was directing a Shakespeare play, and I I never I've never read Shakespeare, I've never watched any Shakespeare or anything like that. And she's like, come come read for this part, and you know I show up and and she, she's like. You know, we've got these two parts. Which one do you want to read? And I said, well, you know me. Which which part do you think I would do better at? She's like, all right, try Sir Andrew. And we start reading around the table, and I'm reading my part. Uh, I think we read through like two pages of, of dialogue. We get to the end of our reading, and she's like, all right, what did you think? And I was like, I have no idea what I just read. Like, I literally, like... I looked at the words, I said the words, they came out of my mouth, and I was interacting with everybody else because we were all reading the script, and I'm like, I don't know what words I just said, I don't know the meaning behind these words, I don't, <laughs> I have no clue. And she's like, 
for that character, that's perfect because he's a clueless character. I'm like, well, then I'm in. You know, it's <laughs> like, I'm, so I ended up performing as Sir Andrew in Twelfth Night. And it's interesting because Shakespeare, like, you can read all day long. You can memorize the lines. But until you start acting out the lines, it doesn't make any sense. And once we started acting out the lines, I was like, oh, that's what I'm saying. Okay. <laughs> it took forever. Like, I get why people have to study Shakespeare because the, the language is so different from what we what we know today. So... <laughs> It was just, it was hilarious. So yeah, the readings can be fun. <laughs> yeah, I'm Very definitely looking, I'm definitely looking forward to, to, do, to doing it again. And um, it, it was, again, like I said, it was just me wanting to step out of my comfort zone. So I've decided I'm going to actually take an improv course or an acting course just to do something different and to help me do what, help with this actually. I think it would help me more as a, a as an interviewer, as well as someone who just want to learn and grow. Absolutely. And improv is one of those skills you can use for everything. I mean, what do we do every day of our lives? We improvise. There's no script when we wake up in the morning. So if you can learn the rules of improv, whether it's on stage or otherwise, that's going to help in life, 100%. So I always will advocate people taking improv classes. Take all of them. <laughs> Never oh, stop. Yeah, I, I won't. I definitely won't. So uh, you've done the movie. I mean, that's that's where that's kind of where I got my start. Is is writing a book around improv and using it for life. So you wrote a book about improv. Yes. Yeah, it's called Living Unscripted. That was my first book. Because uh, one of the things I do is I teach improv for team building for life skills stuff. and and so i wrote that book that goes through some of the rules of improv and how they relate to life exactly what we're talking about oh i gotta get that book i'm definitely gonna get that book Pretty cool <laughs> <laughs> it's a quick read it's it's short big words like like big type and yeah it, it won't take very long to read <laughs> <laughs> So, like I said before, you you were in a movie. What uh, what movie were you in? So, it locally here in town, there's a guy who has been. He's an old sci-fi. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Special effects artist. So, like in the old sci-fi movies, when you had like a big hand come up on screen and grab somebody, like a big monster hand, he's the guy that would like create those monster hands and then like you know hold them on the stage. Um, so he had this idea for a, a sci-fi movie that sort of has a bunch of Easter eggs from a bunch of fifties sci-fi movies. And, uh, he found, he found me on some website with some weird wig that I had on at the time. <laughs> and he's like, you should come audition. You look like a crazy guy. And I'm like, okay, good compliment, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and so I ended up, I ended up being in this movie. It wasn't like, that big of a role or anything i honestly have no idea if it's ever been finished i have no idea if you know it's out there uh, it's definitely this local guy's you know and vision dream um but i learned a lot <laughs> i learned a lot about video acting versus uh, stage acting 
very, very difficult. Because <laughs> well, on in video acting, you can screw up as many times as you want. You just do a retake and retake, and you can try different things. On stage, you know, you're in front of an audience. You you perform how you perform, and once that show is over, you're done. So. Oh yeah, you mess up, the audience will let you know. <laughs> <laughs> What's fun though? What's fun is when you're the actors and you guys all know that you messed up, but the audience has no clue because, <laughs> like, they they've only seen it that one time, so uh, yeah, they don't so know that they you. Thought, they probably thought it was part of the part of the, the show. Yeah, exactly. I was I was in one play, and somebody missed their cue to go out on stage, and and I think they missed it just long enough that I freaked out and thought it was me. I was like, "Did I miss my cue? Like, I didn't think I missed my cue." I went out on stage and I started doing the next part that I was in and we skipped two pages of dialogue. And, uh, you know, that's a good chunk of playtime. So I got off stage and they're like, Ben, you just jumped ahead. I'm like, okay, well, somebody missed their cue. And they're like, I'm like, I got this. I, I looked at the script really quick and I was like, all right, everybody just follow my lead. I came back out. Um, I got us back on track. We got the two lines, two pages of dialogue in. I got off stage. I like we're back where we should be. Like, don't redo the last part, but like let's move forward. And the audience never knew; they had no clue. And the play went off just fine. And, uh, I think the next night, like we had no audio for one of the songs, so the guy had to go acapella. <laughs> Luckily, that wasn't me because I would have, I would have like died on the spot. I was like, nope, not doing acapella. <laughs> yeah. But. He did a great job. It, and that's the beauty of stage acting is it's never the same show twice. There's always something different going on. Yeah, it's just so much fun. So, so, so when you traveled Europe with your six-month-old child with you, how was that? Yeah, it, there's a common misconception. Like, when you have a child, you can't go travel. Um, I would say that as soon as your baby is born, you got about six to nine, maybe 12 months before they're mobile. Like you have to carry them everywhere. You have to push them in a stroller. Like they're not crawling on their own. They're not walking. You can certainly travel when they're just, you know, in a backpack or, you know, attached to the front of you with like straps or whatever, you, whatever contraption you, you decided to buy, you can carry your baby around all, all day long. So, you know, <laughs> My son decided that he wanted to start uh, spider walking. Like, he never crawled. He just kind of went on all fours. Um, no knees touched the ground. And he did that at about eight months. So just before we decided to get to come back from Europe, uh, he's, he's like, I'm going to move because that's what I see everybody else doing. And there are other kids. They're not crawling at 13 months. And it's just like, wow, my child definitely wanted to go do his own thing early on in life. But yeah, have a baby, go travel, because once they do start moving, it's a pain in the butt. But yeah, we had we had a great time. People love babies everywhere in this world, so you get kind of special treatment when you're carrying around a baby. This is true. This is true. Everybody does love babies. <laughs> so yeah, we were in Turkey, and I think we would have just been like two American tourists if we didn't have a baby with us, but. We had a baby, so everybody was like, oh, look at a baby. <laughs> it was great. 
So you te- you teach um team building courses, right? So you use the improv to yeah. for for this is for corporations to 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 team build. Yeah. So go into corporations and I teach improv for a group within the, the organization or for the entire organization, whatever it might be. One of the things that I noticed when I was doing improv a lot is that the group of people that I was doing improv with, we just it was effortless. It was easy for us to perform together, to be in the same room together. Like if something needed to get done, we just got it done. And a lot of that had to do with the fact that we all knew the rules of improv. We all used them on a regular basis. We it was just part of our core being because we had been doing improv for so long. And so we just functioned really well as a team. And so when I realized that we could, or that, that those same rules can be applied to any group or even to an individual person, that it was really easy to go in and say, Hey, let's, let's do team building. Let's teach you some rules and techniques of improv so that you're not like, going to the bar and calling that a team building activity because inevitably there's going to be one guy that drinks too much and somebody else who doesn't drink at all. And you're kind of more dividing everybody by going out to bar versus like, let's unify everybody on this really simple set of rules and techniques that are going to make everything work. So yeah, it's my favorite things to do. That's cool. That's cool, man. Like like I said, you wear different men. You wear so many different hats, man. (laughs) Father, author, actor teacher yeah i don't i don't like sitting still <laughs> <laughs> oh man you flew on a plane yeah i had a goal once to fly a plane on my own and i went to flight school and got to fly a plane on my own quite a few times that's the part of the process but i will tell you landing a plane for the first time without your uh Without your instructor right next to you is one of the scariest things anybody could ever do in their entire life. Because it's like, there's me, there's this plane, there's the ground, and if I don't land it, I'm dead. Oh, yeah. If you don't so, land correctly, you're splat. Yeah. It, it's, yeah. If there's, <laughs> it's if there's ever a do or die moment, that is one of them. And, like, takeoff is easy. Like, you just throw the throttle and eventually the plane takes off on its own. Just from airspeed. But man, landing a plane, that's that is that is scary to do the first time on your own. Do, do you think you still still a little uh nerve wracking if you still had to land a plane now? I, it's been so long since I've done it. I I would not be as afraid to do it now. I think it would just be, you know, one one or two uh flights with the instructor to remind me of what I'm doing. I think I'm more afraid of getting the radio call wrong. Like, hey, I want to land. I forgot what number plane I'm in. Like, help. <laughs> Just let me land. No, I, there's such a technique to the radio calls, and I've forgotten all of it. So, <laughs> But it's uh, it's like, fun being in a commercial aircraft saying? now. That, what, what numbers yeah. are you saying? Like, the, the person in the tower will probably go crazy. <laughs> Like, dude, just land your plane. Everybody else that knows their tail number, just stay clear. Um, but yeah, it's it's fun being in like a commercial flight now because like I kind of know what they're doing in the cockpit. Obviously, a big commercial jet's very different than like a four seater airplane, but it's still the same concepts. It's fun. I I appreciate flying so much. Oh, yeah, you, you 
you know that's that's hard work. You can, you can imagine imagine trying to have to land the seven forty seven. Yeah, I know the concept. It still would be nerve wracking to be like, I got you know two hundred people back here. If I screw up, it's not just my own butt. <laughs> yeah, this, those this guys have uh, this lots true. of self confidence up there. <laughs> Oh, listen! I, I give pilots the utmost respect, man. That that that's handling a lot of machine up in the air, and and when they land and land, and especially when he land, when he they, it's a nice smooth landing. You're like, oh man, that was good. At the last plane I was on, it was the roughest landing I've ever had in my life. It was like, did you just drop us from twenty feet? Like, what what just happened? It's it's yeah. funny because the last flight I was on was a couple of weeks ago. And I I had to I had to get some sleep because as soon as I got we landed the plane, we had to go get the car, I had to run home, get ready, and go to work at four in the morning. And so I slept through some of the worst turbulence. Everybody's like, yo man, that turbulence was so bad. I was like, uh yeah, I almost passed out. I don't know what happened. So it was a good <laughs> thing that I went to sleep. For sure. <laughs> I've I've never been good at sleeping on planes. Like you give me like an eight hour flight and I might get half an hour of sleep, it's annoying. I I I'm jealous of the people that can just get on there and close their eyes and be out. I am one of those people. Oh yeah, I will go to sleep. <laughs> I did just get some like AirPods that are like noise canceling. It's my first noise canceling headphones ever. I think that might be time make it quiet (laughs) but Ben it was great having you on now is part of the show where you plug away and let everybody know where they can find you and and uh check check for for your books and everything yeah so if you want to learn more uh go to havingexpectations.com nice and simple website and yeah, there's a flowchart on there that you can kind of work through if you kind of want to explore expectations. It's free. Find links to the book. All right. Any uh, social media pages? Anything? No. Uh, you can find it all on that one website. Okay. <laughs> Just make it easy. All right. That you can find it on his website now. Plus, I'll put it in the descriptions when I release the episodes, everybody. But it was great having you on, brother. Uh, now it's time for shout outs. Big shout out to the Real Wise family, Poppy J, Brandy J. Big shout out to the homie Chrissy Richards from Cypher Knowledge. Big shout out to the boss lady, Fina. I love you, baby. And as always, a big, big shout out to all the essential workers out there. God bless you. Be safe. And you know how your boy Wise does it. Peace out. Thanks for listening. Listen on iTunes, Podbean, Spotify, and TuneIn. Find us on social media on Twitter at wise underscore B underscore blunt, Instagram at wise underscore B underscore blunt, and a Facebook fan page, www.facebook slash stuck in my mind. Check back soon for new episodes. Until next time, peace out. Peace out.